0: Welcome to the Lady Beta Podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea Mern. I'm a certified health coach, certified personal trainer, and soon to be a certified brain rewiring coach. We're going to be talking about all things training, nutrition, mindset, and hormone balancing for the Lady Climber. You can learn more about me and the services I offer over at ladybetacoaching.com and over on Instagram at ladybeta.coaching. Let's dive in. And welcome back to the show. Today I'm super, super excited to have Rachel here with me. She is such a sweetheart, and really listening back to this conversation, I am so thankful that she shared everything that she did and. Her words just had so much power for me, and I know a lot of you in the audience are going to really resonate with what she has to say. So before we hop on to the interview with Rachel, I want to let you know that Synergy is closing for enrollment on Friday. So if you have been thinking about brain rewiring, if you know that this is something that you're being called to, if you think that this could be something that could help you, it absolutely can. Enrollment closes on Friday. There are just five spots left. You can head to the show notes for more information on both the program and for the link to apply to the program there are flexible payment options and i am so excited because next monday march 1st we're actually getting started officially we're going to be doing everything from shadow work inner child healing that we talk a lot about in this episode we're going to be doing thought shifting how to take responsibility and really how to feel more empowered in your life as well i cannot wait to get this program started again, brain rewiring has absolutely changed my life. I've been talking about it for weeks and months now. And every time I sit down and have a different conversation about brain rewiring, I realize how much it's actually done for me. And I realize that, you know, I can try to put as many band-aids on the things that I'm frustrated with or upset about or struggling with as I want. But what it comes back down to is if you don't fix that root cause of things, those issues are going to keep appearing in your life. And let's say, if it's something like climbing performance that you're really looking to improve, like you can only do so much before you really do dive into that deeper work to make that long lasting effect. So again, Synergy is closing for enrollment on Friday. There are just five spots left. I'll put everything in the show notes so you can go learn more. You can apply on there. If you want to send me a DM at ladybeta.coaching on Instagram, if you have any questions about the program, more than happy to answer those for you. I'm not sure when the next round that I'll be running will be So I would highly suggest applying for this round if you know that this is something that you need to do. Okay, let's hop into this interview with Rachel. Enjoy. Hello, today I have Rachel Vineyard here and I am super excited because we went through the same program to become certified brain rewiring coaches and I am really excited because she has such a unique aspect that she brings to her clients and we actually sat down and we did a reading that we're going to talk about and I think you guys are going to get a lot out of it because... Rachel's approach is really holistic, and it's something that I haven't seen used yet before. So Rachel, go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit more about you.
1: Yeah, Chelsea, thank you so much for having me on. I'm so honored and excited to be here on the show, especially since, you know, we did go through that program together, and it's, it's just cool to see us both Um you know, gain our wings and fly a little bit. So yes, I, I am Rachel. I help people heal holistically, normally for chronic illness or mystery illness, um, or even people who just have some pesky symptoms that are um, just a nuisance. So my approach is a mind, body, and spirit approach. So I help people balance their bodies on the very, on a physical level by, you know, working on a diet, supplements, gut health, Um, detoxing, you know, all of that stuff, while also helping people on the deeper side, finding the real roots of why they're sick, um, and then doing the trauma work, moving the energies through them,
0: working on the trapped emotions, and then going from there. Yeah, so tell me a little bit more with the chronic illness. I know you definitely have a story behind that and why you're so passionate about helping other people with chronic illness.
1: Yeah, so you know, my story, where to even begin, um, you know, growing up, I was always that sick kid. You know, it's the one that missed school all the time. I always had belly aches, but, you know, my mom always thought it was me just not wanting to go to school, which was partially true. But I really did have stomach aches all the time. Um, I... I have bacterial infections so often that I became um, resistant to multiple uh, antibiotics. So I was just on antibiotics all growing up as a a kid. And if anybody um, knows anything about bacteria, they're actually really good. We don't want to get rid of all of our bacteria. And so when people have been on um, antibiotics for extended periods of time, it can really cause issues. And so um, I definitely think that that was a part of a route for sure. And then in um, middle school, I think I was in eighth grade or something like that, I had mono. And that was where a lot of my health um, symptoms started to appear is after I had that diagnosis. I I was diagnosed with celiac and IBS. And I went to a gastrointestinal doctor um, and she gave me those two diagnoses and told me to not eat apples, stop eating gluten, and take Miralax every day to poop. And that's what I did, like, for, honestly, for five years, I guess. Um, All throughout high school, I just, my weight fluctuated. I um, had really bad gut issues, like, bloated, just irregular, um, just really irregular. My hormones were unbalanced. I just was not super healthy. Um, But, you know, it's, I came from a, A family of Western practitioners and so that's all that I knew and I lived out of the country when I graduated high school I moved to an island off the coast of Haiti and my time away was truly incredible I loved 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 the the local people um, and just it became a second home for me but unfortunately not everything was peaches and butterflies um, I did experience abuse, uh, physically, emotionally, and honestly, even spiritually. Um, I was, ex- I was in starvation mode. I was getting less than 800 calories every day. Um, I would survive on a pack of oatmeal and RX bar and a pack of tuna. And that was about it for a year. And, um, with that being said, you know, your body when it goes into starvation mode, there are a lot of biological processes that stop. And it was also, you know, in a way the straw that broke the camel's back and the starvation and the stress that that put on my body is what triggered all of these genetic um, predispositions that I had and other dormant viruses like Lyme to, uh, to start flaring. And so I came back home 45 pounds lighter than I was when I left. And really, I was a shell of a human because not only did my physical body experience a lot of trauma emotionally and mentally, I did as well. Um, I developed severe eating disorders where, you know, honestly, for a year I had to be controlling of what I ate so I would have food for the next day. Um, I had to be very particular, but, you know, that came home with me. And a lot of fear surfaced with food as well. And, and also, like, everything I ate made me hurt. I was down to, like, four foods I could eat that I wouldn't have a trigger or a triggering response. Um, and so I saw that I was very broken and knew that I, in order for me to heal, it had to be holistic. Like, I, it wasn't just one thing that a pill could do. I had to heal. And so I started seeing a naturopath and working with functional medicine doctors and um, even energy healers, body workers like my massage therapist. And my first appointment with my naturopath, I was diagnosed with Lyme, Hashimoto's, on the verge of Addison's disease, which is basically severe adrenal burnout. Um, I had severe mitochondrial dysfunction. She looked at me and said, I had the mitochondrial function of an 85 year old man, and I was 19 yeah um let's see I had all the gut issues SIBO candida leaky gut parasites um what else am I missing extreme heavy metal toxicity mold toxicity I mean like the list could just keep going and there I was at 19 basically told that my life would never be the same I wouldn't have children um I had you know I was severely fatigued so I couldn't get out of bed most days and I just felt very hopeless honestly um and you know i I was doing some deeper healing like with the energy work and things but honestly i still was not getting better um and it wasn't until i really took the healing in my own hands and one took responsibility and two started working on the trauma and healing the trauma going into those neural pathways that are keeping me stuck in illness That, you know, when I transitioned to that focus, that was when I healed. Um, And so with that being said, I've taken everything that I've experienced and honestly learned, um, gone to school, educated myself. So now that I get to help people just like me or people who are totally different than me
0: heal um, holistically. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing that. I mean, I think a lot of people are really going to resonate with that. They're going to see parts of themselves in your story as well. And one thing that I want to talk about a little bit more is what you said about really taking responsibility. So I think for somebody that maybe has similar parts of their story to you, hearing that for the first time, that can be really triggering. Like, that can be really hard. Like, what do you mean I need to take responsibility? And I would really love for you to share a little bit more around that.
1: Yeah, I'm so glad you brought that up um, because, to be completely honest, I was so offended the first time I heard that. Um, I I know that it's triggering, and so whoever is listening, if you're like, well, she doesn't even she doesn't even know. Trust me, I do know. <laughs> um, so you know, taking your responsibility back is truly such a beautiful thing because when you accept responsibility. Even if it is something like chronic illness or abuse, things that you don't feel like are in your power, really at the end of the day, there were decisions made that got you to that point. So when you take the responsibility, you are no longer a victim to whatever it is, whether it was abuse, other people, your own body, whatever it was. So when you take your power back, you take back the authority, right? And the word author is literally in the word authority. So when you take that back, you get to pick up your pen and you get to rewrite your life. And so I say that with, you know, encouragement and, and to let people know that look, taking the responsibility isn't isn't judging yourself or um really belittling your story. No, it's actually setting you up for success to heal, move forward, and then take control and rewrite a new life.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that can be really beautiful, too. And it's not we're not justifying what happened. We're not saying it's okay. It's literally just like we weren't learned in brain rewiring. It's thought shifting and being able to say, like, "Okay, how can I move forward from this in a way that really serves me and allows me to create that story that I want to have? Exactly. And the thought shifting has been key
1: and it's key with what I work with with clients, you know, um, and anybody can do that. You, you, If you start seeing your life as everything is happening to you rather than happening, sorry, I messed that up. If you start seeing everything in your life happening for you as opposed to things happening to you, you take back your power. And that thought shifting, whether it be, You know, your Uber Eats order got wrong or something a lot bigger, you know, either way, you can choose to see it happening for you. And I promise if you make that thought, like if you make that shift, everything will change. It really will.
0: Yep. Yeah, I know. I swear for me anyway, like I think thought shifting was almost like 50% of the brain rewiring process for myself, at least because I had this like massive aversion, I'll call it to taking responsibility for anything. I was like, that's not my fault. I was like, "I'll, I'll blame everybody else except for me. And it was really kind of like this harsh reality of being like, Oh, my God, I did. I did have a role to play in this and be able to take responsibility for that. And it really it felt very empowering.
1: It is. And, you know, a, an example of my life is when I when I chose to lo- move out of the country and everything started, you know, I chose to do that. Yeah, I didn't ask for the abuse, but I still chose to go there. So the root was that I I was responsible. And it, like you said, it is so empowering because you realize other people, other situations, they don't have to have power over you. Like you get to walk it. You get to live the life that you deserve to live because you know that you have the power to make it happen.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I love the way that you put that too. So tell me a little bit more about, so you have like this beautiful story that you have and the clients that you work with. So what are some of the ways that you incorporate the things that you've learned? So you went to the naturopathic doctor and you and I actually did an iridology reading. So I'd love for you to talk a little bit more about that. Um, I assume a lot of people won't know what that was because I definitely didn't know what that was. So tell me a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. So um, with the iridology
1: specifically, that is something I learned when I was going through naturopathy school. Um, And it was only a little brief taste. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I have to have more. And so I ended up studying more about it. But iridology is the practice of reading the iris, which is the colored part of your eye that um, encircles your pupil. And, you know, a lot of times people just look at that like, oh, it's a pretty color. And like, you know, that that's it. But if you get close and look at your eye in the mirror, you'll you'll see little lines. You may see some um, like crater looking things. You'll see different colors. You may see something that looks like a freckle. And really the iris is so complex. And there's actually 28,000 nerve endings that connect from your whole body into your iris. And if you think about it, um, let's see. You see a pen on the table, and you see it, and you know you want to go grab it. So your body is sending signals because it's from your eye into your hand to know exactly where to pick it up. Well. Just as, you know, your body has that power, your hand is still connected to your eye, just like your liver, your pancreas, you know, every other part of your body is connected as well. And so you can really see the entire body physically, emotionally, and energetically just by looking at the eye. It's, I'm telling you, I do these all the time. And every time I do one, I'm mind blown because they're they're just so complex and you can um, see so much about someone, even, even generationally. Just by looking at their
0: eye. Yeah, it was crazy. The reading that you and I did, and you didn't know any of this information either. This was just you were going solely off the pictures of my eyes that I sent you. So what we found is there's a lot of like detoxing that I can do. And that makes a lot of sense because that's not something that I focused on in quite a few years. I've been more focused on building my business and, you know, training for climbing. And that's something that's definitely sat on the back burner. And then, like you said, generational things like making sure that I am clearing out with my pancreas and my liver because I do have a family history of that. So making sure that I'm taking care of those things. And you can spot those in the eye like it was I was mind blown by how detailed that was and I was like wow I mean I've looked at my eyes in the mirror but I have never looked that closely at them
1: right and you know what I love to do with clients is while I do love the physical body I geek out on all things biohacking and you know all all that stuff I like to take it a step further and you know specifically with the liver and the pancreas. Um, each organ is connected to emotional roots and with emotional roots, there are tendencies and and it's very complex. And it really dates back to traditional Chinese medicine, which, um, I've studied quite extensively. Um, and so the liver we know is connected to anger. So if I see the liver coming up in someone's eye, I know that there's probably a root of anger there. Um, the pancreas is, um, self-fulfillment and a lot of, um, just appreciation and different things that go with the pancreas as well so you can I take it a step further and look at the emotional side as well and even energetic to see okay how what are the roots of why this person is actually um imbalanced or perhaps even has a disease and you can see you can just see so so much more than what a lab result can give you. Mm
0: Mm-hmm yeah, and it's it's so nice to to take that holistic approach that you do because yeah, it's one thing to say like, okay, here, here you can detox, here's a detox protocol, you know, and that's going to mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people. Another you know step beyond that is like, why? why are you that way? And how can we you know get this to not happen in the future so that you don't just have to like keep detoxing? Like you're not afraid to ask, I think, those deeper questions that allow people to be like, oh, I, I guess I guess I haven't thought of that before.
1: Absolutely. Um, when people sign up to work with me, my really disclosure is there's going to be at least one week where you hate me. And I'm totally okay with that. <laughs> because, you know, it's, I do, I ask you questions. I hold up a mirror and I reflect back to you what you show me. And it is triggering. I mean, I've been triggered in this process. Like our coach would would tell me things and I'm like, hmm, that does not sit
0: well with me. But you know, I don't want to hear that right now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, thank you. Um, so I totally, uh, yes, you know, clients do, it is hard work, but at the end of the day, you come back and you're like, wow. It's so,
0: so rewarding because mm-hmm. you're healing those parts of yourself that you don't even know are broken. Right. Yeah. It's honestly such a unique perspective, I think, on things. So, what was it about it that, I mean, the eyes that kind of drew you to it first? Because you can go down so many different avenues. Like, you could have gone, you know, just straight energy healing. Like, what was it about iridology?
1: Well, Because of the approach I like to take with people, you know, I do work on the physical body as well, you know, and I, I, I'm a believer that, um, you know, in order to be your healthiest self, even spiritually and emotionally, you do need to put emphasis on the physical body. Um, but you know, the opposite is also true in order to heal, whether it's a symptom or a chronic illness or whatever, you'd need to look at the emotions as well. And so with that being said, what I loved about uh, iridology is that you can do, you can see the whole picture in just one, um, just one piece. And so that's why I gravitated towards it so much. Um, it's not the only thing I do with clients def- for sure, but it is always a key piece because it's so informative.
0: hmm Yeah, I mean, it's gonna give you pathways that you can go down then. Yeah, I do like that bird's eye view that you get from it. So let's talk a little bit about brain rewiring. So going into the program, kind of what were some of the things that you really wanted to focus on? What were some of like your, for me, I call it almost like my tick list. I'm like, here are the (laughs) things. I was like so specific, so set on. I'm like, I wanna you know, tackle getting better at rock climbing, growing my business. And I was so like narrow-minded with it. What were some of your things that you went in with?
1: So you know, I had been years into my own healing journey. I'd been in school. You know, I was already helping people heal, but I knew that there was still deeper uh, healing that needed to happen within me. And I really wanted, honestly, to go into the program to to brain rewire myself. <laughs> like I knew that I needed to heal. Um, you know, the fear mindset, like I was still totally enraptured in fear and I couldn't shake it. Like I didn't know how to get rid of it. I had tried everything. Um, And, you know, even some physical, lingering physical symptoms that I was experiencing that, you know, I did everything right. And when I say I did everything right, I mean, it's like compulsive, like very, very particular. Like I was doing everything right, except I wasn't I was still suffering from some symptoms. And so those are my main two drivers and, and really just knowing that I needed to heal um, places that I, I couldn't even see. And so that's what took me
0: there. And then like you said, like the whole the whole world opened up. <laughs> Yeah, it definitely does that. So what was kind of, or what were some of the most surprising things through the brain rewiring process? Because for me personally, like when I went into it, I kind of, you know, I didn't really know what to expect. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm going to just like meditate. You know, that was kind of like what I thought was going to happen. And then I was like, oh shit, there's so much deeper things that I need to work on. And then it's like, it literally like layers and layers opened up. And once you're like, aha, I think I got it. And then it's like, oh, that actually came from over here. So for you, was it kind of like that? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I definitely didn't expect
1: to dive into my inner child to go into my shadow side. Like, you know, these parts of myself that I literally didn't even know were there. I had no clue. Like, I thought we were just going to change the neural pathways in my brain and move on. Um, But really, it has opened up the door with working with clients that I am so grateful for, like, yes, we do brain rewiring. Um, yes, we heal your physical body, but we also get to dive into, like, you know, the, 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 your inner child, help you heal from
0: the, those traumatic experiences in your life. And I think that's been the most surprising piece of it. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk a little bit more about inner child work because I think for me anyway, this was a relatively new concept with brain rewiring. You know, I'd heard of it before and I was like, I kind of brushed it off. I was like, that sounds funny. I'm definitely not doing that. And as I actually started to warm up to it, it took me a long time. You know, we had that one module on it and I think I waited a, like maybe six weeks to actually like sit down and do it. So for you, what were some of those things that you found with inner child healing that you really needed to do a lot? work around
1: for me I always um and this connects to trauma healing too you know up until I moved out of the country I had a quote-unquote perfect life like I came from a great family who loved me who supported me um you know we definitely weren't wealthy but I had everything I needed and I just really had a great life and so when I got to this inner child I was like my inner child's she's happy. Like she's on a swing set somewhere. No, (laughs) my inner child was, uh, hiding in a corner and she was very scared. And, you know, I I tied a lot of the fear that I was experiencing in adulthood to, um, the fearful little Rachel that had multiple, multiple, uncountable um, experiences of just being afraid. And, um, You know, when I sat down to do them, it's, you don't sit down. Well, sometimes you don't, you don't necessarily sit down like, Oh, I'm going to heal this moment. But if you just sit and you like have the intention that, okay, I'm going to heal my inner child. I promise you a situation or a moment in time will come up to your conscious mind. And that is the moment that you're meant to heal. And, you know, even to this day, every time I sit down to, to intentionally work with my inner child, a new moment will, will, will surface um, and so I think that's been really surprising with it. Um, like, you, like you said, like you said, so much to you, I didn't like jump into it immediately. Cause I was, like I said, I had that belief that I was fine, but we all have trauma, big trauma, little trauma. It doesn't matter. It's all trauma,
0: especially um, from childhood. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I was, I was very resistant to it. I was like, nah, like I, I don't need to go there. We're good. You know, I was, I For me, what ended up happening through brain rewiring is I actually ended up realizing that I'd put so many walls up and I got like, I got really hard essentially like with my emotions and I was very guarded um, because of the things that had happened to me. And uh, somewhere along the way, I really picked up that like, oh, vulnerability, that's weakness. So, you know, anything that I could do to not show vulnerability and in my mind, I had associated some of this work with vulnerability. So I was like so hesitant to do it. But would you be willing to share a little bit more about kind of working through some of the trauma that you experienced after you moved out of the country?
1: Yeah. So, you know, when I was living out of the country, um, let alone like the physical trauma, I mean, starving is, is traumatic. <laughs> like we'll just, we'll just leave that there. But really the emotional piece was I was almost brainwashed in a way um, the people I lived with really tried to strip down who I was and remake me into a version of themselves. And honestly, I was weak. Physically, I was weak. But also, you know, I, I trusted them. And so I always thought that they had my highest good in mind. And so I, I um, submitted to the way that they were trying to change me. And honestly, in that, like I, I legitimately lost myself. It took me three years to actually laugh after that. Like I'm, not, and that sounds very uh, maybe extreme, but I'm, I'm telling you, I was not myself. Um, I was uh, even things like I had a pet goose. Like I, I loved this pet goose, and for a long time, I was alone. Like I didn't have anyone else except for the goose to be my friend. <laughs> It's kind of a funny story. We can tell that some other time, but um, anyway, I was, the goose and I had a very specific, special bond. And um, one day they just shipped her off to a Haitian who um, was planning on eating her for dinner, but they didn't tell me that. And so it was like your pet that, you know, just you come home one day and you realize that they're actually being cooked that night. I mean, like that that's kind of horrible it is horrible, but you know, that was traumatic for me because for six months that was literally my only companion. And so, um, you know, that that may seem silly, but that was a root for me that really needed to heal. Um, And you know, even things like trusting my own feelings. I was also told that my voice didn't matter. My opinion wasn't needed. And so these subconscious beliefs really shaped the way that I was showing up in the world. Um, I didn't believe in my own voice. I didn't believe I had any worth because if I was worthy in who I was, why did everyone have to change me? Um, and so, you know, just finding my voice again, finding my my identity and finding my own power, like that was that was a big shift in the brain rewiring specifically on, on healing that trauma that I experienced while I was away.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, so throughout that process, I'm sure that couldn't have been easy. Um, I think, you know, a lot of the times it's like, it's one thing to know, okay, I have, I have stuff here that needs some work. And it's another thing to sit down and do the work and share a little bit more about kind of, you know, I'm sure there were highs and lows throughout the process and what that was like for you.
1: Mm -hmm to be completely honest, I was really resistant to it, even in the midst of, even in the midst of our program. And so for the first like two, three months, I was really passionate about it. And then I hit a wall where things got really hard and a lot of emotion was surfacing. I was honestly re-experiencing a lot of the pain from, from that, that traumatic time. And because of that, I became very, really standoffish. And I refused to do the brain rewiring. Like I wasn't doing the meditation. I wasn't thought shifting because it was hard. And really I can see now that that was my ego on its last dying breath. That was really trying to, uh, to persuade me not to to keep killing it. But, um, you know, I, I definitely hit a low during the brain rewiring, um, training and I hit it I hid it from a lot of people, even my family, because I felt like, you know, I was supposed to have these answers, right? I'm, I'm the one going through this healing journey. So I should be healed in order to help people. And that was definitely a lie that I was believing. Um, and I, Chelsea, I'm sure you can remember the day that I like let it all out. I actually sent this message and Um, just really exposed the the darkness and just the brokenness that I was experiencing. And you amazing women, like you all just like encircled me with love and support, but also held me accountable to continuing on in the work. And it was that nudge, that gentle nudge um, from you all that really propelled me into the most radical shift that I've ever experienced. And you know, I've redone the brain rewiring. Um and while I don't think that there will never be a low, I also know that I'm much more prepared. Um and I have that drive and that belief and that really that knowing to know that, you know, the brain rewiring, the thought shifting,
0: um, this deeper work, it's there for me and it's gonna work no matter what comes my way. Yep, absolutely. Like you're coming at it from a stronger foundation. And one thing too that you said, like speaking to having a community of support while doing something like brain rewiring, I'm like, I can't even imagine trying to go through that and not having somebody to talk to, somebody like you said, to keep you accountable because it's kind of like tough love in that situation. It's like, you're struggling so hard and you're so resistant to the one thing that's actually gonna make you feel better. I know exactly how that feels. And it's everybody being like, we love you, we see you, but you know, you have to do it.
1: I agree. I totally agree. Like I cannot imagine what it would have been like to walk through this process alone and whether you're working with one-on-one or you're in a group setting, like either way with a brand new wiring process, having a support is critical. It really is.
0: Yep. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I can't, I like, I can't say that enough. I mean, it's, It's honestly like that's part of the results that you get in being able to talk with other people that really share your experiences as well and being like, wow, finally I'm understood because I think a lot of people go for a long time thinking like, I'm just struggling alone, you know, because these aren't normal things that we talk about. You know, maybe it's taboo or you don't want to, you know, show or expose your weakness, your vulnerability, or you just don't think that anybody else is going to get it. And sometimes people really don't get it. So really having that group of people that do get it. What are some of the things that you would say to yourself or maybe you would say have changed about yourself from starting brain rewiring to where you're at now?
1: Oh, gosh, I'm a totally different person. (laughs) I think we all are. I think we're literally all completely different people. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me personally, you know, I can honestly say like, I'm free. Like that's probably the best word I can, I can describe it. Like I'm free from the years of fear that plagued me. I'm free from a body that is plagued with um, chronic illness. Like I'm free from um, controlling thoughts and yes, I'm still healing trauma, but I've released so much of that, of that trauma and healed the inner parts of me. And so, yeah, I'm just going to go back to that word free.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's exactly how I feel too, is like, you have all these tools in your toolbox and it's almost like you actually get to move in flow with your life instead of like hitting all this resistance and feeling just like, For me, when I think of before and after, I'm like, oh my God, I was trying to force everything to happen. And it just felt, everything felt so hard all the time. And I was like, wow, is this life? Is this really like what we were all put here for? Um, And now... I feel just literally so much better. And, you know, listening to this, I'm sure somebody in the audience is going to be like, yeah, okay, sure. But like, until you try it, like it really, it really is true. So tell me a little bit more. So the ways that you work with clients, you know, if somebody is like, okay, I really want to get, you know, an iridology reading, I really want to see what Rachel has, what are some of the ways that you work with clients right now?
1: Yeah, um, really quick, I do want to hit on what you said about that person who's like, ah, No way. It's too good to be true. I guess my question for you is, what do you have to lose? You know? Yep. All right. I'll just sit with that. Whoever needs to hear that, just let that be your little trigger today. <laughs> you can hate me today. It's okay. Um. <clears throat> so, you know, how to work with me. I... I have multiple containers. Um, With the iridology reading, you can either find me on social media at Rachel Vineyard Wellness on Instagram, or you can go to my website, rachelvineyard.com. Both of them will show the um, offerings that I have. So I do iridology readings, I do energy healing, as well as deep dive health consultations. So let's say you want to heal your gut, you have some stuff going on, um, I'd be more than happy to work you with that. Um, but my biggest container is my three-month program, which we really dive into the brain rewiring. We balance your body, um, and it's really a transformation of your whole essence. And so um, if you really want to change your life, that is that is where you're going to see the most transformation. And you, like I said, you can find both of
0: those. You can reach out to me on my website or on social media. Awesome. And I will link all of that in the show notes as well. So you guys can connect with Rachel. And I want to say thank you so much for sharing your story. I think a lot of people are really going to resonate with this. And I so appreciate you coming on the show.
1: Well, Chelsea, it's been such a joy. Thank you for having me.
0: Thank you so much to Rachel for coming on the show and being vulnerable and brave enough to share your story with all of us. I my heart goes out to Rachel and all the work that she's done not only for herself and for her clients as well and just being such a bright positive light in this world and being a true source of inspiration and I think hope for other people as well. It's just it's it's so empowering to see her standing in her power and really see the effect that she's had on her clients and what she's been able to do with brain rewiring as well. I will link everything in the show notes so you can continue to connect with Rachel on her Instagram and on her website. And if you are loving the show, make sure to go leave a rating and review. I appreciate it so much. It helps other people find the show and lets me know you're loving what you're hearing. I will talk to you next episode.